Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. One of the things I appreciate about our guys who uh, serve with me in, in worship is, you know, we, we have our ups and downs, but there's relationship. You know, there's a lot, not a lot of places that that's the case. A lot of times you get just the gifted people, throw them all together, pay a few, and that's it. But, like, these guys, like, love each other and have concern, you know, one for another. And I appreciate my brother stepping in this week and just, like, at the rehearsal this week and then this morning, they're praying together over one another's needs and stuff and just loving on each other because that's what we do. You know, if we're going to get up here and be fake, like I say all the time, there's other stuff I can do and make money if we're going to play games. That's why I absolutely hate the double life thing in ministry of people playing games and not having integrity. It's like, dude, there's other stuff you can do and not be held accountable. <laughs> like, that's what, I'm like, why would you go put yourself under account before God in, in standing in ministry to, to, to go play games, okay? No, no. And so I appreciate these guys and, and, and again, all of you who hear and receive in this house. And, and again, uh, that, that, that leadership, I, I believe, has been just such an establishment of what... Um, is in the heart of God and what Pastor George and Suzanne have established as a foundation in our house, you know. Uh, it, it's not always fun and comfortable, but it's like, let's be people who are actually about what we say and actually people of integrity who walk out what this word says. Because if his word can't bring about what it says in our lives, then let's wrap it up, man. Dude, there's a lot of nice golf courses I could be at today. Maybe not in this area. We don't have a lot here, but, but you know, there, there's some we can go play because I like to play golf, but. But seriously, let's be about it. If we're going to be here, let's be about it. If we're be in his house, let's be about it. Faithfully. Grab a hold of this. So let's get into this word today. Father, thank you for your goodness and thank you for this truth today. I, I pray anything that's of me, Lord, help me to just shut up and put it aside and let it only be of what is of you for your people. And let there be a spirit to receive and learn and grow in every way. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, um, I'm privileged to come to you guys for a second week. I think this is the first time I've ever uh, done a two-week in a row. So it's kind of like, oh, we got a little, little, little rhythm here. So, hey. Um, and uh, it, it, it makes you, if you ever get in a position where you, you step into leadership, which you haven't had before, you appreciate those who've had to do it before. So, <laughs> Pastor, hey, man, thank you. Thanks for continuing to preach every week when you got other stuff going on in your life. Um, so we're going to continue on and we're going to wrap up this series today about disciples, disciple. And today we're talking about the concept of sharing the truth. Share the truth is our title today. We talked about loving the truth last week and this week we're talking about sharing the truth. So again, last week we, we jumped in and we spoke about being a disciple. It means this, okay, one who accepts and assists in the spreading of the doctrines of another, right? So you not only accept it and receive it for you, but then you're going to actually also spread it. And that's where I think sometimes we miss the full picture of who we're called to be as disciples of Christ. We get it and then we're just going to live it for us. And I'm going to wrap it up and that'll be good. As long as my family's good, I'm okay. As long as our stuff's working out, I'm okay. As long as my thing is okay, I'm all right. That's just not where it's at. That's not where it's at. It doesn't ever stop there. It continues on. That's the propagation of God's kingdom. And that's why Jesus was so feared by man when he came. Because they're like, oh my word, these people are actually taking what he's saying and then sharing it with other people. They're not just hearing just from him. We might kill him, but we ain't going to kill this message. 
And that's what they were afraid of, which is why the message has always ever, and including 2021, they want to kill the message. Come on. Understand, church, that they want to kill the message. No, it's not us just being soft as American Christians saying that we're under attack. Yes, we always are under attack. And we have to understand that and realize that then that because of that, we need to stay faithful to what this message is and what this word is and then bring that to somebody else. Okay. That's why people have gone to prison all over the world. Small parts here, but not to the level that other nations have been under persecution. That's why people's lives have been under threat, why people have given their lives, because this eternal truth must continue because it is of God. All right. So that's what we're about. Again, we talked in Colossians 2, 6 through 8 last week about receiving Christ Jesus the Lord and walking in him the way in which we received him, rooted, built up in him, and established in the faith just as we were taught, abounding in thanksgiving, and seeing to it that no one takes us captive by philosophy, empty deceit, according to human traditions and according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Somebody say amen. The word of God is good. And so we wrapped up with three points, right, a foundation last week or three points of loving the truth last week, keeping Christ's foundation, filtering everything through the truth of the word of God, and then fighting for biblical truth in our lives. And so now we have this idea of loving truth. Now let's get about this idea of what are, we, what are we doing when we're sharing truth, okay? And a passage of scripture um, that I've loved for years, that a lot of people I feel like gloss over because the book of First and Second Timothy is really written by Paul to a young minister, okay? It's written by a young, to a young minister, and lots, those of us who are in ministry, have, have, we, we dig into that passage. We look into it. We see what it says. We get after it, okay? What are all these truths that Paul laid out, which would then continue for young ministers today? Here's all these things, and we know some of them, but this one pair of verses right here, I feel like applies so much for all of us as we take this idea of discipleship further. It says this, 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. This is going to be our background for the day. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others. Others also. Like I said, although this command was given to a young minister, it applies to all of us as part of this process of discipleship. And I say that because I stand up here with a group of people. I don't stand up here with just me. Okay? I stand up here with a group of people. If y'all don't hear and receive, then here we are. It's just me. I mean, Gina might listen because she thinks I'm cute, but you know. Oh, you girl. I mean, but, but if I'm not having delivery and then receipt of truth, then I, we're falling asleep at the wheel here, okay? We're not propagating this thing to the next level. So it's important that this word which came to a young minister, the reality is it applies to all of us because we're the ones who are going to hear it. I was sitting in the chair when I was a kid, hearing and listening to these truths, taking them home, going through my Bible. You know, one of the things when I first came to this house, Holy Spirit convicted me was I didn't know if I was supposed to be here. I didn't know anything about Pastor George. This dude, he, had a, he used to have a mullet back in the day if you didn't see that. Mullet with the perm and stuff. Like if I was there like as a son at that time, I wouldn't have been one of the ones who had the same haircut just because I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm black, hair is different. So, you know. <laughs> but we did. There was like the version of the black mullet back in the day, like in the late 80s, early 90s. They say party in the front. I mean, business in the front, party in the back. People remember that. If you don't, just Google it. It's fine. We're all together here. 
But, um, you know, when I came into the house, I didn't know what to expect of pastor. So what Holy Spirit convicted me to do was take everything he said and every word in this house and go back to scripture. That was my devotion for the first few years of being in this house was taking and whatever was brought from the pulpit, it would just dig into the scripture and get into it because that truth has to continue into somebody else. That's the essence of discipleship. So when others are trained and taught, they are to train and teach others, which eventually involves all of us. So when a word like this comes to somebody in leadership, it's going to involve all of us because we're the ones who are going to receive it in here and then walk in it. And then do what? The cycle continues because somebody else needs to be trained and taught that same truth. So it's not enough that you're convicted of the truth and, yeah, man, mm, I see that thing happen in culture or on the news. And, yeah, we're strong and we're staying with it. And I don't even tell my kids. We're going to get into that part later as well. Parents, that's your first job. Before you call the church office and ask pastor on who you can disciple, uh, I, I'll ask you, how are you doing with your kids? If I, listen, man, I, I came and my kids walked in and worshiped and I gave them hugs and my son's up here playing guitar and I'm like, if I don't give them the truth, what am I doing up here? What's this for? If I'm not in the house doing it, I mean, because I want to really see this, us to really embrace this. Because if not, we, again, are going to be what the enemy wants us to be, which is a failed system of just a bunch of religious platitudes that don't actually have eternal value, which is going to continue generation after generation. And we are called for that. Our God is way too big for us to be some little, you know, fly-by-night for 10, 15 years, hear you know, a few good things that some spiritual guru talks about and there's a few books sold. Our God is way beyond that. Created all of this and called us for great things. So come on, somebody say amen to that. <laughs> that's, who we, that's who we are, that's our heritage. So as those who love truth, get this, as those who love truth, we are called to share the truth. As those who love truth, we are called to share the truth. It's not just enough. Because see, we did last week, and, and y'all saw, I was pretty passionate about the subject last week of loving the truth. But it's not enough for you to just love it for you. It's time for that to expand and go beyond. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus spoke to the disciples and gave them the power to go and perform these signs and wonders and go advance the kingdom. And he said, freely you've received, now freely give. And that principle is all around us for the kingdom. Whatever you freely receive, freely give. I don't have the ability to, well, I mean, I have the ability, not in obeying God, I don't, to hold this in for myself. It is for me to then deliver and distribute to others because I've received a good thing and be a blessing to those around me. All right, so I got, literally, I have two points. We're gonna, we're gonna stay on them right now, okay? First one, it's right out of our title. The first point is be discipled, okay? Be discipled. Here's the, here's, the, here's the word here. Be discipled. Continue to grow and be taught as you share what you have learned. Okay? All in that one statement. As you're sharing, continue to be taught. Continue to receive. Continue to learn. Continue to grow. I told a young man one time who was asking me a question. That's why I said a young man. I'm pretty young too. Okay, another a younger man than I. <laughs> one time when he was talking about you know, hearing and receiving. I said, I don't care who it is, unless they're preaching heresy, 
I might not like, it might not be my style of preaching, but I'm going to tell you I'm going to get something every time someone stands in a pulpit. I'm going to guarantee you that, church, because I am here to receive something so I can grow. I don't care if somebody sitting next to me is like, oh, you preach better than him. Or you. So, who could, what's all that about? Like, we're, we're, what are we doing? Like, competitions now? Like, is there like preaching trophy after the fact? Is like worship leading trophy later? No, we're doing what we're doing to follow the kingdom of God and then see it advanced. So yes, I'm like, if you got something that you can share with me, yes, that's good with me. That's why I love youth ministry in college right now, because I'm like, I'm hearing stuff that these kids repeat to me. I'm like, whoa, that's good. Share a word, man. Some of our young people during worship over there in the room, they'll give a word during worship. And I sit down, I'm like, hmm, that was good. I was ready to just cancel my sermon on Wednesday. Kylas and Emily Lundy brought such good words during worship. And I was like, dog, let me just go and wrap this up, people. (laughs) Let's go. But that's called parents pouring into their kids and pastors pouring into their kids and teachers pouring into the kids. Why? Because the kingdom's got to continue to advance and we can't sit around here on our hands because the enemy is trying to destroy folks, you included. And we don't have time for that. We got to be about it, everybody. Okay, never be too mature to be teachable. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you, I'm an easygoing guy, but if you want to irritate a brother named myself, be unteachable. Oh, man, I'm like, oh, you you already know everything? Cool, I'll be over here having a cheeseburger. (laughs) You already know everything. I guess nobody else ought to connect with you either because you can't be taught. So, So you're done being sanctified. You're just here for the rest of our benefit. I'll take a sip of water on it. I mean, like, really, don't be that guy. Don't be that girl who's like, no, I don't have anything else I can learn. Dude, you know one of the things that I loved about watching this documentary I watch, okay? My hope and prayer is Michael Jordan gives his life to Jesus one day, but he was an awesome basketball player in that, okay, in that lane, okay? But MJ... You'll be in the gym, and Justin will tell you all the stories you want to know about basketball, because Justin's an awesome coach. Give it up for, for Justin and the, and the boys one last night. OT. You want me to tell everybody to come to the gym, 530? Everybody come to the gym at 530. They got a championship game. Let's go. Pack it out. Go Lions. Um, but, 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 but with this thing of basketball, Michael Jordan, as awesome as he was, and, and you know, the whole GOAT conversation, great of, greatest of all time, all that stuff. You know what he was still doing all the way through every season? More than probably the other players? Free throws. Like what? Michael Jordan, you don't need to shoot free throws. Your servants can come bring you your towel and you walk out the gym, man, you're Michael Jordan. But why was he Michael Jordan? Because then everybody left. Thousands, thousands upon thousands. Fundamentals, athletes have something to teach us Christians. The ones who are good continue to do the same fundamentals from when they were five years old all the way through their career. That's why they're good. I fear too many Christians get their fundamentals and they figure, up in the pocket, let me just keep going. Oh, I already heard that word. I know enough already. You don't need to tell me that again. It's one of the worst things that you can find is somebody who's not teachable. And I'm going to hammer on you men for a minute. As a man, not being teachable. It's really, it sucks before the Lord. Can I be real with you? 
Some of the wives are ready. If you want, just lift a hand. If they get offended, it's okay. We lift a hand and say, yes, Jesus, lift a hand, wives. Because I'm telling you, the ability for a man to be strong in leadership is mostly predicated on the fact that he is able to be humble and teachable because then he has something to offer in leadership. Come on. Let's go. I'm playing games. <laughs> okay? Be teachable. It's a constant, man. It's a constant. I love, so one, of the, one of the things I love is driving with my kids and then they tell me something that I was like, yeah, that's a good reminder. And they're going to get to a point. You know, the older ones are getting there. Kyle's is at a point where I'm like, he'll drop a word on me. I'm like, okay. Get a little word there in you, buddy. You've been listening. Okay. But be humble and be teachable so you can hear and receive what the Lord wants to say. Because sometimes he will use that person who is clearly not, quote, on your level. Because you needed to be humbled, one. And two, because he needed to get it to you in a way that it was just out of convention. Because you weren't hearing it any other way. And you needed to receive it. So be humble. Be teachable. All right, this should be one of the core things that we look at as believers for those who we disciple. John 8, 31 to 32. Let's go there for a minute. Um, one of my favorite places. I think I say that about every scripture. So just, <laughs> just, just realize that I'll say it a lot. In, in the scripture, it's such a wonderful passage about continuing. Here's what it says. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you're my true disciples, truly my disciples. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That word abide there means to continue in. In some translations, it'll be continue, to continue in that thing. So just like we were just talking about, I'm going to keep on going back to those things which I learned once because there's either a new element or I need to be, continue to be refreshed in that. Okay? I'll jump back on Sherman. Sherman, when's the last time you had somebody and they were done with one month of membership at your gym? Ever? No. Because not a fat, right? Okay. Sorry. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Now we're out of shape. Look at me yesterday. I'm trying to play basketball with the boys, like little boys. And I was like, oh, dear Jesus, I think I might die. I was like, 44 is in full effect right now. I'm playing out there with my brother. My brother, he plays basketball all the time. So him and the other guys are kind of like, yeah, here he is. I'll be, yep, I'm, gonna, I'm passing to y'all. I'll be back here, guys. We'll pass, get, good shot, guys. You're doing great. Why? Because I don't play and work out with basketball all the time. I shouldn't expect that I would be in shape. But the problem is some of us in our spiritual lives, we don't work out. And then we want to show up like we're going to be a beast for Jesus. I said it though, didn't I? You want to show up like beast for Jesus. I'm like, no, you probably need to take that shirt off because you have not stayed on your fundamentals to continue in the things the Lord has said. Because it's in that that we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free because then we'll have something to actually offer the person we disciple rather than, yeah, you know, I used to one time do this. Let's stay on it and be about it, humbly receiving the teaching of the Lord so that it can cause us to grow. All right. And the second one, disciple others, disciple others. Back to that passage of scripture, 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So we have this deposit, this treasuring, and then this deposit, and this treasuring, and this, that's the cycle over and over and over and over again. 
I almost, it's almost like I feel like, like maybe I should get a new scripture. to. I'm like, they are what they are. So when I'm teaching, I might have taught a young man this scripture, which there's a handful that I could call the memory right now that are like benchmarks that I'm speaking into young men's lives because, listen, you need the same thing he needed because we're all coming to Christ. So I got to make something newer and flashier for you? No, eternal truth is always good. <laughs> eternal truth is always faithful and it's always useful and always necessary. So we've got to realize that and keep a hold of it. And then now we don't just turn around and say, well, I'm good. But I got to turn around and say, who else is not good around me with who God is and what he has to say? Let's embrace and follow in his teaching, walk in his teaching, and then pour it into somebody else. I'm calling people out today, so I'll call Sarah out. Sarah shared with me one time something we were talking about families in ministry, and she encouraged me in something, I don't know if you remember this, but encouraged me in something to not just be content that you have handled your business for your family, but like which other kids now don't have what you have, and are you gonna pour into them? And I was like, amen, sister. <laughs> because if I say, oh, I've got my thing together, I'm good, and I have three, four, five people over here struggling, need the touch of God, need the word of God, need discipleship, What am I going to do? So this is where I get to the challenge for all of you today. If you're growing, you're healthy, you're whole in the things of God, who are you going to speak into? And better than that, here's this. Find out who it is that the Lord has given you responsibility to influence and disciple. Come on. Come on. Let's not get too soft on this thing about, oh, Jesus loves me and he understands I don't do anything for him. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> it's what we do sometimes. I've been guilty a million times in my own life. Yeah, God's, you know, yes, you know, he understands. And we want to take scripture out of context. He remembers our frame that we're dust, which is why he sent Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Not so that you could continue doing what you were doing, but then you can go up to the level he wants you to go to. So let's find out who it is that we've been given responsibility, okay? And then act. Some of you wonderful ladies who, who, who have walked amazing testimonies, there's some young women who need you. There's some older women who need you. Some of you older ladies, there are some young women who need your wisdom. And no, they don't need you to slap them around and tell them you, just, you need to be like my generation. They need you to bring eternal truth to them in a way they can understand. Doesn't mean change who you are. But it means it's what, what, what your, your influence is predicated on is the fact that you are in him and that his truth is in you. Not because you have a certain personality or persona or a generation or whatever or, you know, uh, yeah, all that. Okay? That's where we lost it in youth ministry about 20 years or so ago. It was just get a cool haircut and have cool clothes and the kids will think you're cool. That's an inch deep, bro. There's nothing much happening there when those kids need life's questions answered. They need the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So are we going to bring that? Or are we just going to be like, ah, one more cool pizza party? I mean, we have those. We do, because I'm a kind of a food, you know, I like food. Um. <laughs> but uh, come on, there's community in that food. <laughs> and communion with the Lord. Um, but, but like we had to realize, that let's be about this seriously. Like who is the Lord giving me? And what am I, who am I supposed to influence and touch? Okay. So let's look at two areas of that. Two areas, okay? We're gonna look at family and community. So I'm gonna start with family first. 
We talked about it a minute ago. I said we're going to go back to it. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 through 9, it says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. Verse 7. Parents, verse 7. I'm waiting for you just to focus in. Sit on the edge of your seat. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. All the time. Come on, parents, say it with me. All the time. Say it again. All the time. Our problem, man, we compartmentalize God to Sundays and maybe a little bit if we decide to drop them at youth group and that's it. It's not going to cut it. Trust me, it is not going to cut it because the enemy's onslaught is constant. It is a constant. So we need to be constant about this word. I remember when I was still teaching in, in the school, one of the girls had said to me one time because they had a chance to interact with me in classes and then outside of class at different activities. And she was like, you have a memory verse for everything. <laughs> and I said, yeah, because I actually took this word here seriously. My kids are like, you know, Nige before they had kids was laughing at me one time because there's some Disney movie on and I paused the video to go get this Bible lesson about why this certain particular animal was in rebellion and needed to submit to the will of what is the... Submit to what his dad said and why the fruit of that dishonor, disobedience, and rebellion was going to be this. And he's like, man, this brother got a devotion. I said, I sure do. Because what the word says, what does it say? Diligently. Talk of them. When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, there's not a whole lot of margin in here to not be doing it. Doesn't mean that you had to order your latest devotional and sit there and then everybody come. When you're going. We're in the car, we're washing dishes, we're playing football, we're playing basketball, we're working out. We're doing finances, whatever. We're vacuuming. All the stuff my kids love, vacuuming and doing laundry and dishes. My wife's quick with it too. They'll be like, ah, dishes. She's like, do all things without arguing and complaining. That girl's quick with the sword. Then put some heels on and look fine. It's all the time. It's all the time. I'm telling you, I, I have a firm belief as a parent that if it's not all the time, you're backing up. Because the enemy is so relentless to try to take our kids out. That's why we see the foolishness we see in our schools. Because the enemy is relentless to take our kids out and we can't be about giving him any space. Come on, church, I want to see for every person. It grieves me when I don't see that. Why? Because we can't give him any room. Because he's not giving us back any. I told a young man this the other day. I said, dude, if you think the enemy is going to give you like this little part and then not touch anything else so that you could have your slice and then not be destroyed, you're fooled. He wants the whole pie to destroy you and he'll take a little slice to deceive you to think that you're okay right now. But we got to be about that truth so that we then can walk in the fullness of what God has and it has to be in all the time. So discipleship in your family. Next one, in your community. That means now we've done our family, we go beyond. 
All right, if you're single, that means you've gotten here a little bit quicker because you don't have any kids yet. If you, if you do one day, then go back to step one. Community, what did Matthew 28 tell us, 19 through 20? Go therefore and make... Oh. Wait, go therefore and make what? It didn't say casual followers. It didn't say Sunday attendees. It didn't say people who say, my faith is very private. I mean, some of our politicians need a lesson in this. I'm not saying we have a coerced Christian state, which is, a, that's not the word of God, but that's another lesson for another day. Me and Pastor Ron, maybe we'll do a teaching on that later. But the idea that your faith is so private that it affects nothing else in your life. Can I say that again so we can hear how asinine that sounds? My faith is so private, it doesn't affect any other area of my life. That's straight stupid. Really? The God of eternity and what his word says is so personal it doesn't impact anything else that I do and say? That ain't a faith worth having. That's me getting on my phone to book a golf course to get up out of here because I'd rather be playing golf if that's the kind of thing that we're living out. But that's not. We've been entrusted with the eternal kingdom. To do what? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So when you're concerned that I can't do it or that you can't be bold enough, he's with you, he said. When you're concerned that, wow, this is a tough truth for me to receive and then to give to anybody else, he's with you. When it looks like everybody else around, and sometimes it might be, has left you, he's with you. So we can stand firmly and do what he's called us to do, to disciple those in our care. Because we've received the truth, and then we're gonna go and share the truth. We've loved the truth, and then we're gonna share the truth. So three things to remember as we wrap all this up. Come on and stand with me. As we continue in faithfulness in our walk with the Lord as disciples, and I say as disciples, not just disciples, make disciples, because part of it is one of the things that we have to remember. Part of being a disciple is discipling others. So I'm not going to let you off that easy and just say, being disciples, meaning I'm just going to receive. No, no, we are disciples, therefore we are to make disciples too. It's part of the process. You don't get to leave it out. As we do that, as disciples, remember this. Number one, we receive the truth. We receive it. We never get too big and bold to receive what the basic truth of the word tells us and what it specifically says for you. We love that truth. We embrace it. We walk in it. We obey it. We say, Lord, continually. Lord, help me. Where the places that are in my life that I don't line up with you, help me to line them up with you. Help me to submit to your way and your truth. And then I don't turn around and say, now I'm good and wrap it up. I take it and I share it with somebody else. Whoever God has given me care and responsibility to share it with, I go and I share that truth. Wherever they are on the scale, they might not even know Jesus yet. Let's get them the gospel then. And then once they got it, let's continue to speak the truth and let's continue to receive the truth and walk in it together. Come on, let's pray. Father, we are so grateful grateful for your truth today which has come to us. We're so grateful for the power of what your word says. 
You remember like the psalmist said, sweet like honey. I let every part of it that doesn't even seem that way to us yet be received as that because we've come to you by faith and said, Lord, we want to receive your truth. We want to love your truth and then we want to share it with somebody. And so I declare that, God, that will be the spirit that we walk in as a people. In Jesus' name. Now, as always, keep your heads bowed. I want to give an opportunity. If you have not yet received that truth here in this room or online where you're listening to this later by video or podcast, I want to give you the opportunity to pray this prayer and receive the fullness of the truth of the salvation of Jesus in your life. And you can walk this walk. God's called you to walk once you receive that salvation. So if that's you today, I want to pray for you. Throw your hand up again in this room or online. Amen. 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 All right. Good. A couple of hands, we're going to pray with those right now. You can put your hand down. If you're online, that's you as well. That's you as well. If that's you and you're seeing this now or you're seeing this after the fact, I'm believing that there is an opportunity for you to receive the salvation of God in your life. Come on, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice to wash away my sin and make me right with God. I receive what you've done for me on the cross and I want to live my life to follow you, to glorify you, love your truth and share it with others. Help me to learn everything that I don't know now as I come to you and live with your people. I thank you for what you've done in my life. And I declare I make you my Lord. And I know you're my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Yeah. All right, those, those of you, those couple of hands, I want to remind you of something. You see this message up here on the screen. If you prayed to receive Jesus, you can email us at nextstepattherockonline.org. Um, we have material we want to get to you. We also, again, we just preached three weeks about this. There are people in this house who are hungry and ready to, to meet with you, to disciple you. We have people on our staff who can to, to disciple you and, and walk you through the process so you can fulfill everything that the Father has for you. It's a great day. It's a great day. Never belittle what God does in our lives and what he continues to do in our lives. So we celebrate and we rejoice. Come on, put your hands together. listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.